Hey, this is your Olympic hero, Kurt Angle, and you're listening to Snug Wrestling. Oh, it's true. It's damn true. That's right. You are tuned into Snug Wrestling, where it's wrestling all day, every day. And now here is your host, Edgar Avila. Hey, guys. Thank you for joining me on episode 121 of Snug Wrestling. I'm so excited to be here with you today. We're going to be talking about some great, exciting things in wrestling. One of the most exciting podcasts in wrestling. We have such a great fan base, such a great episode in store for you. And I'm very excited to share with you these great moments. And let's get into this great, exciting episode. It is the prediction episode, as well as a very exciting media call with Tony Khan and everything that is going on on this episode is just great that is pretty much how this media call went today with tony khan in the world's end media call like usual everything was great and exciting and the questions that were asked were mostly softball like usual except for a couple that caught my attention and we're gonna be going over those here really quick one of the questions was from brandon thurston from wrestlenomics who never fails to disappoint with his work where brandon asked tony khan about the falling ratings for dynamite and rampage and the answer that tony khan gave brandon was the most entertaining thing i have ever heard in my entire life not only did tony khan dodge the question completely and did not answer it tony khan got on defense mode and tried to throw monday night raw ratings under the bus to save his own ass so we're definitely going to play that for you here today as well as play another great question that was asked by chris mueller from bleacher report wondering about something that i was also very curious about especially after watching the last episode of dynamite the question was about swerve and keith lee basically why now another very valid question since the feud with swerve and keith lee started months ago and it was just dropped out of nowhere and now it's magically being picked up again and kind of like the first question tony khan just danced around the question and flip-flopped a lot in his answer so let's hear some of the clips from this media call from earlier today the media call from world's end the first one from Brandon Thurston from WrestleNomics. Hi, Tony. Thank you always for your time. Uh, with, with the year coming to an end, I wanted to ask you about uh, TV ratings for AEW. Uh, Dynamite TV ratings and Rampage ratings were down on average in all four quarters this year from their ratings in 2022. So I was wondering what your thoughts are on what the biggest reasons are for that change. I, I think the Dynamite rating in particular held up very well relative to cable. And in fact, I think the dynamite uh, is year over year. uh, Isn't dynamite pretty similar to raw this quarter? So year over year, isn't raw similar to dynamite this quarter? Yes, maybe this quarter, but we're talking about the question was from 2022, not from this quarter. Give give them a couple percent in terms of the year over year with that. Brandon, by the way, you can unmute Brandon. Dynamite is down in Q4 in total viewership 10% and Raw is down 8%. So like I said, it's within a couple, it's basically very similar year over year, you would say, Dynamite and Raw this quarter? In in this quarter, yeah. Um, But in in the demo, I do think it's been very similar. Yeah, let's unmute Brandon Thurston. Let's let him get unmuted just so I can shut him up and talk over him. And not let them talk whatsoever. And I think it's cable in general 
is down. Obviously, those are the big cable products of both companies uh, year over year historically. Uh, I know it's uh, AW. We've only been around five years, but that has kind of been our flagship show since the beginning. So, you know, you say Raw is down eight percent and Dynamite's down ten percent. I think I was, you know, and I had that off the top of my head pretty much. And uh, that's very similar. And both of those are ahead of the decline in cable television. Cable television is down a lot more than 10% year over year. You weren't asked about WWE or Monday Night Raw. You were asked about your show. Why does he feel the need to bring up Monday Night Raw when he's being asked about his own show? And both of us at Raw at down 8% and Dynamite down 10% are beating the hell out of gravity. And both of us are looking at a big pay raise this year for Dynamite and Raw. And Raw, having made $265 million a year last year, for them to get a pay raise, that's going to be a really big number for them. And for us, it's a lot of money, too. You know, frankly, I think it's, it's crazy with sports economics. You know, you talk about these numbers and it's like, you know, like $50 million wasn't a lot of money. It was a lot of money. We were, you know, we've been getting paid year over year for Dynamite. And uh, it's going to be a lot more for us going forward both shows are, uh, are probably due for a big rights fee increase and frankly percentage wise especially dynamite because of where we started and how we performed so again um those numbers and it's by the way i notice people talk about the dynamite one a lot but you know eight and ten percent pretty similar numbers there you don't hear people talk about the the eight percent as much do you and and then if you talk if people bring up football i would point out that this is versus last year's quarter whether it was football and the quarter before, and the quarter before, and every quarter the show's ever been on in Q4, because that's Q4 every year. And uh, I do have some points talking about football, though, uh, when I get to the collision ratings. There's no year-over-year collision ratings history. So anyway, so to your point, I think, yeah, I mean, to be 8 to 10% to me is very similar with uh, the drop in cable uh, being m- much more than that. And so... Uh, I think that uh, both shows have done really well to, frankly, defy gravity and stay ahead of the drop, which, uh, as I understand, is closer to 20%. And again, Brandon, uh, you know, if you guys, I'm happy to, to kind of, I, and Brandon, I assume I will see you at the Scrum also. So, and I will, and, and I'm very, very glad to talk, you know, numbers and stuff and have like kind of a, a back and forth on some of these things, because I think you're very, very intelligent, articulate, and, and uh, one of the best uh, read and best researched people on this particular subject. And, and, you know, I could learn something from you about it. But I, I think it's fair to say, like, you know, and I, thank you, thanks, Jim, for, for letting Brandon jump back in and, and unmuting him. I, I wanted to, to get that because I was, I was thinking that was about right off the top of my head. Those were the numbers I was thinking were, were about 8 to 10 percent. And I, so I think it's very similar. And, um, I, you know, I think, frankly, I think uh, they would have the same answer. It's not similar. It's not very similar at all. Actually, the numbers compared to Monday Night Raw are a lot greater compared to Dynamite. The percentages wouldn't be the same. Also, they were asking about what you had to say about why your show was dropping. has nothing to do with Monday Night Raw. Again, maybe... You guys have to improve on some of the things on your show, better storylines, better feuds. Instead of comparing yourself to someone else, why don't you focus on your own your own stuff, what's going on on your show? No, nothing 
bad is going on in your show. Nothing that you're doing is causing this. It's always someone else's fault. It's always someone else's problem. Oh, well, the TV ratings are dropping. Oh, well, football. Oh, well, this person. Oh, well, Monday Night Raw. It's never us. It's never we. It's never me. It's never I. It's always them, 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 you, you, you. That, uh, you know, when they're out in the marketplace, trying to make that sale for Raw right now actively in, in that same TV rights marketplace we, we all were just talking about, uh, that, you know, I think we'd have the same answer there that, that you know, frankly, down 8 to 10% year over year is pretty good when the industry is down far, far more than that. Thank you. Oh, well, there you have it. Tony Khan claiming that the numbers are very similar that Dynamite and Monday Night Raw have, but in reality, that's not the case at all. AEW Dynamite is still losing more viewers than Monday Night Raw, and they have the less viewers in ratings when it comes to weekly programming, so I just I just don't see how that's the same at all. As much as Tony Khan wants to believe and hope that they are the same, it's just... That's just not the case, and I don't know who Tony Khan is trying to fool here, but this was getting even better as this thing progressed because Tony Khan was also asked about the Swerve and Keith Lee match that was just announced recently for World's End. So let's hear what Tony Khan had to say about that. So, looks like we're finally going to get to see Swerve and Keith Lee step into the ring and kind of settle things here. I was wondering if you could talk about why it took so long to get to this match and whether there were any challenges you dealt with along the way of getting this booked. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's the right time because now Swerve, first of all, for both of them, I'll start with just because last night, the Continental Classic Gold League Final, I thought was one of the best matches ever on the show in addition to the Blue League Final, which is also one of the best matches ever on the show. And to have all that in one night, it's pretty amazing. And across these past few weeks, it's been some incredible wrestling. And Swerve on Dynamite in the Gold League has been tearing the house down, pun intended. It it has been Swerve's house and he has torn it down. And he continues to rise and rise as a star in wrestling. I'm very excited about the match. And in particular... The timing of it is by design. We've been trying to build both men. I think Swerve has had this meteoric rise, unlike anybody in AEW or anyone in pro wrestling. It has been very organic, and he has earned the position. Last night, we were in the venue where Swerve debuted. In turn, he had his first ever AEW appearance. He arrived in Orlando at Revolution 22, in the same arena. So when I first saw Swerve, when I first walked up to him, you know, I remember uh, being in that arena with him. And it was the first time we'd ever worked together, I, even though we'd met outside of the arena when I talked to him about signing him because he's somebody I felt really strongly about. And Keith Lee, somebody I also feel really, really strongly about. Keith Lee, tremendous presence. I'm really excited that he has had this resurgence and he had a great match with Brian Cage recently. He's had a series of great matches. I've been so enthusiastic about AEW Collision, and Keith Lee being presented regularly on Collision is something I love and something uh, that has been very successful for the show 
when you look at what resurgence is Tony Khan talking about? I mean, yes, Swerve, he's been getting over and over week after week. The people love him. He's been all over the place. But Keith Lee, you can't compare what Keith Lee is doing to what Swerve is doing. And for Tony Khan to say, we've been doing a good job of building both of these guys up over time. It's just not true. Keith Lee, he's just had a random match with Shane Taylor at the last Ring of Honor pay-per-view out of nowhere. And Keith Lee has just been having random matches here and there. And is what? That's your way of building up Keith Lee or giving him this uh, reviving his career? As I mentioned, the great ratings growth we've had and the great success of uh, Collision in recent weeks rising in the ratings despite the competition getting undisputedly tougher and tougher with the specter of the National Football League appearing. And I think that Keith Lee is a, a great star and Keith and Swerve had been a tremendous, tremendous tag team and they were involved in some of my favorite matches including when they wrestled the acclaimed and and when and when they first won the titles at Dynamite. I think Keith and Swerve together were a force. It's a match people have wanted to see. I joke to people it's like uh, it, it's something I have in the chamber for when I need it. Like the Sopranos with the Russian, except the Sopranos never, never actually found the Russian uh, in the woods. Now that might have been for the best uh, to leave him in the Pine Barrens, leave it a mystery. Earlier he said this was done by design. Now he's saying that this is something that he kept in the chamber for when he needed it. So which one is it? Was it designed for World's End to happen here and now? Or was it just in his back pocket for whenever he doesn't have anything for them? Oh, let me just whip this out real quick. The Continental Classic is over now. I don't have anything for Swerve to do. Oh, let me just pull out this uh, feud from months ago versus Keith Lee that never happened. In this case, I really wanted to do the match and it's something you keep in the chamber for when you need it because for us, coming out of the Continental Classic, Swerve is on fire and I thought it would be perfect to go into World's End with Keith building the chase. He's had these great matches recently. We didn't know who him was even though I think we all suspected who him was and, you know, He's been talking about him, and we've seen Keith have, go to the incredible Ring of Honor final battle show, which was such a tremendous event. Keith, of course, is from Texas, has a great history in Ring of Honor, and in particular has a great history with Shane Taylor. So I thought Keith and Shane Taylor had a, an excellent match, and we found out that Shane Taylor still wasn't the one Keith was looking for. And then Keith had this tremendous match with Brian Cage on a really successful show on a great collision. And again, Brian Cage wasn't the person he was looking for in the end. I think when you remember, it was there in San Antonio. Speaking of buildings with significance, it was there in San Antonio where Swerve had put Keith out with the standard block. So looking at the schedule and building out the calendar, knowing where we were at with the Continental Classic that's going into World's End this week, and also uh, realizing Swerve and Keith where they're at. This has been a resurgence for Keith and Swerve is on this meteoric rise. Both guys really have been doing tremendous. And, and for the company, it's a great time uh, to go to the match coming out of the Continental Classic and 
uh, with Keith having some great matches recently, with Swerve having some great matches recently, both of them looking for the dance partner, but also by design. Again, Swerve, yes. Okay, I would agree that he's building up on some great momentum right now. But Keith Lee, he's nowhere near that level that Swerve is in right now. Uh, frankly, I think that the timing is right because had I gone to this match at another time and place, uh, I wouldn't do anything differently in terms of what we've done with Swerve. I think it's been perfect. I wouldn't change a thing. He's uh, perfect. And so now uh, I believe he faces the toughest test and a test we've been looking forward to for a long time and it's built interest. And uh, I think certainly it's a match I've wanted to see for a really long time. They have faced off before in tag team competition They've and they've teamed up, but this will be the first one-on-one match and fans have really been looking forward to it and uh, I'm excited about Keith and Swerve facing off on Saturday this weekend at World's End. Thanks. Well, there you have it, folks. Tony Khan, once again, never fails to disappoint on these media calls. Whew, man, that was brutal. That can get really brutal sometimes in these press calls but they're really fun to listen to especially that first one from brandon thurston was like oh man i was like popping for that answer i can't believe tony khan really took it there he pulled out his handy dandy oh but what about monday night raw oh they're also dropping in ratings classic classic stuff here folks but enough about the media call let's get into the predictions for world's end taking place december 30th this weekend let's go does anyone have the number to tony khan's plug because i'm gonna need to have whatever tony khan is having to keep me up so i can watch this entire show because we have 10 whole ass matches in total for this pay-per-view and it's going to be a long long night we have a 20-man battle royal to determine the number one contender for the tnt championship the winner will either face daddy christian or adam copeland because the tnt title is also going to be defended in one of the 57 matches on this show on that night the competitors for this battle royal have not been announced yet at least i don't think so but i'm gonna go on a leap here and i'm just gonna predict that scotty tuhati is gonna win this one hook versus wheeler yuda we know it's bad when the match between abaddon and julia hart is way more interesting than this shit the promos between these two have been shit wheeler yuda is shit hook's booking has been shit hook has just been jumping around from tag partner to tag partner and this match is not gonna do anyone any favors aw logic says let's put these two random people in a match let's let them go 50 50 and that will get them over unfortunately that is not the case at all whatsoever but i hope hook wins this match but who fucking cares seriously mayo versus andrade this one should be a good match and no not only because this is going to be a five star Meltzer banger we have a very personal issue that has been getting a build up for the 
past few weeks involving Miro's wife as she is managing El Idolo and there's jealousy issues and not just a random cold match like most of the shit we see in AEW. I hope Andrade wins and rides off with Miro's wife into the sunset, really giving Miro a reason to want to kill someone. We get an eight-man tag team match that was done on the fly due to the unfortunate medical issues of the Kenny Omega. Sammy Guevara is back and Darby is back from climbing Mount Everest, so let's just put everyone in an eight-man tag match. The tag team championship match that we were supposed to get was put on hold and some thought that Sammy would just replace Kenny Omega. Honestly, I know it's Sting, I know it's Darby, but a tag team match for the belts versus Jericho and Sammy would have been much better than an eight-man tag match, especially if Big Bill and Ricky Starks were going to go over anyway versus Jericho and Kenny Omega. Why couldn't they go over versus Jericho and Sammy Guevara unless... The reason why they put this tag team match on hold is because Jericho and Kenny Omega were supposed to win those belts at World's End. Either way, I hope the heels win this eight-man tag team match. Abaddon versus Julia Hart. The spooky girls from AEW are going head-to-head. Abaddon, since her spooky return on Halloween, has been kicking ass on Collision and has been getting a nice little push. This match was well-deserved by Abaddon, that crazy chick. But Julia Hart has also been doing her part in the spookiness and has been a great TBS champion. And I don't think it's time for her to lose that belt, at least not yet yet. Julia Hart is going to win this match with help from her new BFF, Sky Black. Swerve versus Keith Lee. Everyone was expecting for Swerve to win that classic continental tournament, but since that's not happening, I'm sure Swerve will win this match versus Keith Lee. My biggest fear is that Swerve is going to lose momentum, even though in Tony's head, this match versus Keith Lee is supposed to help get both of these guys over. Christian Cage versus Adam Copeland. This is going to be the best match of the night, if not one of the best ones, because it's Daddy, it's Christian, and it's Adam Copeland, two veterans with lots of lots of history that go way back. So much chemistry, and it's going to be a sight to see. Hopefully this time, no moms are allowed. And I hope Christian Cage retains and continues to talk shit about people's dead fathers as the TNT champion. Tony Storm versus Riho, and man, oh my god, I hope Tony Storm wins this. She needs to win this match. Riho has been making a fool out of everyone in this women's division, just embarrassing everyone, making them look just like shit. Riho defeated Soraya in a terrible match. Riho defeated Ruby Soho in another terrible match, and Riho is just known to have really bad matches and somehow just keeps getting title shots. Tony Khan claims that Riho does ratings for them, but what the fuck? Seriously, who is tuning in to watch Dynamite for fucking Riho? I mean, come on. Tony Storm has to win this match. John Moxley versus Eddie Kingston, the final for the Continental Classic. Eddie Kingston better not let his people in New York down because if John Moxley wins this prestigious tournament, well, this tournament is not going to be so prestigious if John Moxley wins it. And if he does win it, I'm going to break someone's blood and drink someone's bones or the other way around or whatever the fuck. Either way, garbage all day, death jitsu, John Moxley. Do the right thing. Do the job for John. 
drunken dad bod Eddie Kingston. MJF versus Samoa Joe, the main event for the AEW World Heavyweight Championship. And I think this is it. I think it's finally going to happen. And I think MJF is going to lose that belt that night. Because all of the odds are against the Jewish wrestling god MJF. The devil, Samoa Joe, the mass goons. Everyone that MJF ever hit a low blow on. Or anyone that MJF ever hit with that dynamite diamond ring. They're going to make sure MJF does not retain. They already managed to get the Ring of Honor tag team belts off of MJF. And it's not looking too good for MJF. If MJF loses, at least, hopefully, we get to find out who the devil is. So I'm going to have to go with Samoa Joe to win at World's Ends. Let me know what you guys think. Let me know your predictions. Hit me up at Snug Wrestling. Thank you guys for listening. And we'll talk soon.